Thanks for coming out way out there just for me. Seriously. How's it going, dude? Uh, well, you know, it's going. It's definitely going. It has not stopped going quite yet. Hey, uh, my name is Nick. I go by uh, Chazo on the internet sometimes. Sometimes Chazo statue. I do competitive video games. I cosplay every now and then. I uh, do a lot of internet shenanigans, and people know me for that stuff. And it's a lot of fun. But yeah, again, thank you for coming out here. This is Little Tokyo. Uh, we're actually gonna go visit a few places uh, while we're here. Do you like ice cream? I love ice cream, man. Do you like mochi? What is mochi? Oh, what is mochi? Oh, mochi? That's so innocent. Oh, is this is like a, a Japanese thing or what? I mean, well, literally, yes, it is a Japanese like food item. Uh, it's essentially rice. All I know about it for sure is that it's really, really tasty. Uh, and the texture is what gets me about it. Essentially like a duck. Uh, some, sometimes they put like red bean paste into it, sometimes they put like you know, green tea paste into it. Or... Do they have matcha flavors? Or is they they not... certainly do. Uh, oh, they I don't do? know about it this place uh, because the flavors change green very tea. often. Green tea. Okay. Flavor. I think I'm getting the picture. Yo, it's episode 103 of the Frequency Horizon. Thanks for catching up with us in Little Tokyo, downtown Los Angeles. We're doing two main things on the podcast today. Number one, we're getting deep into that anime subculture, video games, everything Japanese with the help of my homie, Chazo. This guy's been an elite video gamer, at least for a single character in Smash Brothers, but he'll explain more about that later. We're going on a tour of Little Tokyo. We got pinball and mochi on the bill. But the second thing we're gonna do today is we're gonna interview one of the best drum and bass artists in the world, someone who's got heart and soul for the scene, can throw down the ragged jungle, but also mix it up with some quality liquid rollers and heavy dark artillery. But along the way, we're also gonna take a little stop off into West Hollywood. We're serving up an artistic interpretation of a comedic council performance that beneath the fiction has a deeper message. On the music front, we've got plenty of tracks with anime spirit, but don't worry, we've got some body D&B, breaks, and bass heavy jams to break things up along the way. Because why? Because what are we tuned into again? You tell them, Marcus. This is Marcus Visionary, and you're listening to Frequency Horizon. Hey, let's start with Blood Orange, Nappy Wonder. Dreaming of the place. Bring myself away Like in barking days Scare my fears away No one to complain Baby, what's a great? I'm riding switch, I can't escape Switch right back into the gate I'm busting up on the lane I pressure flip up to my grade I'm ready to switch your colors, skate Switch right back into the gate I'm busting up one of the Switch a kind of escape 
I bust it up and with lame I flash it up to my grave Let's play Blue Angel featuring Claro by Danny L. Harrell. This is an artist that, for whatever reason, I always associate with anime in my head, even though it's probably not, but perfect opportunity to play it. Drop balls like snow 
absolutely gorgeous track super cheese ball but it's so well produced and it's so perfect that i don't even consider it a guilty pleasure speaking of guilty pleasures there's plenty on the way in this podcast not only are we going to head to a cosplay store but we're going to have this thing called mochi a new guilty pleasure that was danielle harrell with blue angel featuring claro but first we're going to get a history lesson little tokyo let's look at the history where does it start Throughout the century that began in the horse and buggy age and ended in the space age, astronaut Ellison S. Onizuka Street now bears the name of one of the pioneers of travel. And there's a stagecoach. It's like old school style stagecoach. When the city was first incorporated, the diagonal path from 1st Street to the corner of 2nd and San Pedro Streets in Little Tokyo was carved by the wagon ruts of stagecoaches who used it as a shortcut as they raced to their destination. Soon it was formally named Weller Street. Blah, 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 boring, blah, blah, blah. And then vicious looking mules, half wild mustangs, one way travel from one to $10. You can probably do one way travel and lift for like way less than $10. So it's like around the same price in one regard. And this was a while ago, so that was expensive. Ellison S. Onizuka was the nation's first Asian American astronaut. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, he was one of the guys that died in the um, in the explosion in 1986. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. Challenger. Yeah. Well, you got to go sometime, and at least he went in a spectacular way. Doing what yeah. Went. I mean, you always hear about the teacher, right? But you don't necessarily hear, hear about the, the fact that the the guy that was in there was the first Asian American astronaut. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I've never read this. I mean, I've history. passed by it too many times. Yeah, so this is where we are. This next artist we're going to play, his name's Alexander. He's from Turkey, but the song's called Yamaha, which makes me think of all the years that I spent practicing piano, playing on a variety of Yamaha keyboards, just thinking about how that was a gateway into synthetic music production and appreciation for me. Even now, the Yamaha Corporation's musical instrument product page describes their digital keyboards as having hundreds of voices and sounds, advanced synthesis technology, and interactive tutorials. Well, they didn't have those back in the day. But, uh, I'd say Yamaha was the introduction to electronic music for many people out there. Whether or not that's what he's referencing in the song is kind of beside the point. Just enjoy it.
is Alex Sand here with Yamaha. I'd say Yamaha was one of the multinational corporations that had the biggest effects on the perception of Japanese culture for North Americans. We arrived at the Japanese Village Plaza. There's a karaoke bar this way. There is, there's several karaoke there's, bars. There's this like image of a guy in like <laughs> a artisanal kind of denim, you know, like a chef's vest or something, like overalls of some sort, and then like black gloves, scrubbing oh so carefully Air Jordans, which says a lot about you know, what this place is all about in a way, I guess. Doing some tough work. There's a guy sketchily hiding, like, flowers behind <laughs> planters. That's kind of interesting. He, he had business to take care of, whatever it may be. And then, like, just a whole bunch of, like, super short people <laughs> streaming by, like, noticeably. Like, they're even on an incline, like, higher than us. And they still, I'm still looking down on them. I'm quite, quite <laughs> wow, small. Looking down at people, huh? That proud of a guy? Well, no. Like, I'm, no, not, not even. I'm just saying, like, actually, physically, eyesight-wise, yeah. But uh, things are looking up. I mean, we all can't be as statuesque as me. No. What's that? What's, what do you say? Way up there? How tall are you anyway? <laughs> well, seven, seven, three? Uh, well, you know, on a good day, seven, six, three. Six, one? On a, on, a, on a mortal day where I'm trying to be, like, you know, as human as possible, six, two. Here's another one of those songs that has that cheesy anime vibe to it. It's Easy Fun, Be Your USA. Yamagachi Prefecture, Japan, and arrived in Los Angeles in 1908. An early graduate of USC Law, he and colleague J. Marion Wright won the U.S. Supreme Court ruling to build the Japanese hospital in 1929. All right, respect, say. He's got his own monument. Someday good, I hope that'll be me. Good for, good for him. I, I like those stories. An obelisk in my honor. And then we got like all these like little boutique, cute little boutique, probably super expensive. But not but too 20% expensive. Off. How expensive could it be?
let's go ahead. We got a Japanese chef that's actually a cat licking its lips, making it's sushi. A sushi chef. Mm -hmm. But it's like a kid size, so that's kind of cute. Another shirt. Oh, these are 22 bucks for kids, kids and onesies. Everyone poops, it says, it reminds us. Which is true. Which is a positive affirmation of life, I feel. Whoa, I would wear, I'd wear this little backpack. It's like a cute little, like, like upscale raver chicks, your like kids backpack. Do you see how buff I am? I can fit that. Margaret Atwood, The Handmaid's Tale. We got like the, it's like the actual official book cover. Looks like an out of out of print book card. That's a, the tag, uh, like a library card. $32, that's not actually ridiculous. Shout out to the Canadian, the Canadian authors out there. I didn't read the book, but I definitely watched the series on Netflix with some friends. It was, uh, it was interesting. The book is dope, man. You gotta read it. I'm sure, I know for a fact. If it was even like half of what the series was, and I know it must be because the book is always curious. Probably granite, grayish, just in the middle of this courtyard, some shrubbery, and uh, it's pretty cool. Like all these buildings have this, like you know how in Mexican style architecture, yeah, it, it like would a... be like it would be terracotta colored. Mm -hmm. This almost looks like terracotta, but like done in Japanese style, but it's blue, which is cool. Yeah, I like it. You know, one one funny thing about this tree, normally they put like these little tags where people write their wishes on it. Yeah, uh, I guess they cleared it off for today or else. That's why you see all the ribbons on the end of the branches. Oh, they, I didn't they, even notice that. Yeah, they would literally just they write wishes on little tags and tap them on the tree. they tie them on there. And I've, every time I come here, I usually do it. But I guess, you know, we're a little too late today. Maybe, maybe uh, what is today? Tuesday, the day they clear them. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, normally they're like just full of tags everywhere. It's, it's really amazing. Uh, you know, and one of my favorite things to do is actually read people's wishes. <laughs> and it's, there's nothing, there's no log into reading people's wishes, I swear. Is that not a little creepy? It's not creepy. I don't know these people. I guess how, how, how different is it than, you know, scrolling through people's Instagrams? It literally is no different. Like, uh, it's, it is kind of different. If they're confident enough to make a wish, they're confident enough to let other people know they made a wish. I thought this guy over here was uh, Nick Cage for like one second. <laughs> wow, I, I can see the resemblance. And then... <laughs> I realize it was nowhere close. <laughs> I, you know, in like a like a glance, I agree with you there. Little Tokyo Mall. I love how we're like descending into this like kind of really low budget mall in the sense of like, you know, it's like it's what I remember as like a lot of the you know Japanese or Chinese like kind of malls that they have. <laughs> you gotta pay for an eleven dollar photo. Usagi. Well, that's a Japanese for rabbit. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and the girl is wearing like a rabbit hat. Exactly. Do you get to wear like a rabbit? <laughs> no, no, no. But they, they put a bunch of really cool filters on you, and you look really, really cute in them. It's like it's like Instagram slash Snapchat, but like more expensive and more elaborate. Dude, this is like a really good idea. Like a ghetto like green screen. Mm-hmm. If you need to shoot like a. <laughs> like, like, a, like, a quick, like a in like one of these quick, booths. Yeah, like a YouTube shot. You want to make it all awesome. <laughs> I mean, I guess you, you don't could. have your own green screen. You could just like ghetto your way down here. You know, I've never thought about that. That's Do like, like a quick gonna... five minute like. I mean, because how long are YouTube videos anyways? You're right. You're right. The only thing is, you probably have this like awkward people looking at you. Just this noise in the background constantly. <laughs> Well, you can pay with PayPal. How cool is that? Yeah, but can you pay with Bitcoin? I think not. Let's, well, that's a read. Let's just find out. And do they accept Litecoin? I think not. Also, apparently this is with the Anime Expo, so that's neat. I got Anime cool. Expo every year. Yeah, man. We're, well, this is like living history right here. It is. From Anime Expo 2017. <laughs> well, I assume just the, uh, the operating wait, wait, system. Wait, wait, wait. That's the best. There's definitely something on it. It's like a, it's like, it's like a, like, like a brief insight into my music taste right here. Doctrine of absolute cuteness. It actually <laughs> like says that. that. I like that. The doctrine of absolute cuteness. <laughs> There's no the, just doctrine. Just, just, nice little fragment. Uh, there actually is a lot of really cool stuff in here. All right, let's go. Well, you know it is Kawhi. <laughs> Hello. How are you guys doing? We're great. It's like fuzzy walls, man. Someday I'll be cool enough to have walls like that. Oh, I wish I had so much money. I've seen so much. You know what? This is a this is the best little Tokyo place I've been to yet. <laughs> I'm not even lying, man. Well, you know, you ain't seen nothing yet. Fifty-three bucks for a see-through backpack. <laughs> pretty sweet stickers. So much. <laughs> These are like, what do you call them? Like, not schoolgirl skirts, but like. I guess that one could be like a schoolgirl uniform, but it's kind of like almost like. It's more like prep school. Prep school. No, but it's even like like uh, almost like strawberry shortcake would wear or something like this, you know? <laughs> well, the proper term is Lolita. Oh, Lolita. That's the fashion sense. Oh, really? Uh, yes, I, I can't say I know much about it because it's not my thing. But uh, you know, when you're into anime, you, you see these things, and you learn these things. It's interesting how the fashion is like a mixture of kind of like I don't know metal and that's why I goth, wear all black. But then also like video game culture and then super cheesy kind of kid stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, Japan is all about being cute. Kikena Kitsune. This this shit's on point, man. Like this? Oh my god. A little, a little too tacky for me. Dude, but... this is dope. I would be all over this. It's now, like the, the strawberry one. Like a blue apple, purple, purplish, like a violet apple with like turquoise tinging. Feels awesome. Fifty bucks. That's actually not a bad price for like a hoodie like that. But then that's all right next to this really like. Gothic kind of button up <laughs> with a white cross over the over one boob, and then a patch with like illegible writing talking about sickness or darkness. And then looks like she was stabbed in the thigh, I guess. Maybe she stabbed herself in the thigh. You're kind of getting that vibe too. So I don't know. 
not my fashion sense, but I appreciate it. See, I'd be into a girl that wore that, you know? <laughs> if she was, like, legit on it. Uh, well, you know, you I, know? That, that's where me and your taste differ. <laughs> okay, it's time for an actual anime song. This is the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood opening. I wonder what they're saying. For those of you that are holding tight, waiting for that Marcus Visionary interview down the line, we got a little track for you right now to tide you over. This is Amducius, the nonsense beat. And I love the production on it. Super steezy.
feel like that's something I would listen to. When I want the exact opposite of nonsense. I'm trying to comprehend the deeper flows, the subtext, below the surface elements. If you've been listening for a while, you know I love me some municipal politics. And it's been a while since we did one of those segments. I personally have been going on some side quests to the WeHo Council and Planning Commission meetings. So when I popped over to the Chad Goes Deep YouTube page and saw an epic lament of modern disconnection, I knew I had to mash it up with Bicep's song, Vespa. Chad Kroger, JT Parr, Dennis Ryder. Uh, what up, Council? My name is Chad Kroger. Uh, I'm from San Clemente, but despite being from there, I love to kick it in West Hollywood. So, um, I'm an activist and scooter devotee. I stand before you here today because word has spread that you guys are considering giving bird scooters the heave-ho. In the short time that I've used these scooters, they've come to impact my life hugely. I get tremendous joy as I travel from pokey shop to smoothie shop on these wonderful chariots. My dog, JT, even says I express my emotions more freely after a ride, which is pretty tight. Seven years ago, I would have been amped on the band. It wasn't until I met Duncan Hawkenberry that my perspective began to shift. He wanted to join the squad, but he was a Razor Scooter dude, and I thought that was pretty lame. But then we partied at his parents' house, and they had a super sick infinity pool, and I realized I had judged him too quickly. We even tandem rode his scooter to cop a 30 rack from Savon. It was beautiful. We have since lost touch. In the movie Shawshank Redemption, Morgan Freeman says these words about Tim Allen. Some birds aren't meant to be caged. Thank you. Thank you. J.T. Parr. What up, council? My name is J.T. Parr. One time I was chilling and Chad told me to follow him to a city council meeting so we could give speeches to get a Paul Walker statue to unify the country. I asked why it had to be me. And then Chad quoted a song from the soundtrack to the motion picture Spider-Man 1 starring Kirsten Dunst. And they say that a hero could save us. I'm not gonna stand here and wait. And I'm not going to stand here and wait. I'm going to scoot us into the future. Scooters make us part of our environment, which is huge for bonding. I throw so many head nods at other riders. And can, can I be real? I'm going through a breakup, and my bird scooter is all I got. And when I'm ripping through the streets, it feels like it's mending the rips in my heart. And, and, and you know what? I hope she's ripping too on, on a bird. So let's all go into the future and make scooters go faster so they'll be more viable for travel and maybe even expand what kind of birds we have. I have a poster board to show a picture of this utopia. It's no doubt a divisive subject. My own roommate, Joe, is firmly against scooters, but as far as I know, I don't believe he's ridden one or even has an account. Thank you. 
Thank you. That was Chad Goes Deep, bringing us some truth from some West Hollywood Council business. In the last few weeks, my life has been turned upside down by a powerful act of sabotage that has affected both me and Chazo, the video gamer taking me through Little Tokyo. Out of respect for him, I won't say anything more about it right now. But sometimes, it's nice to have a heavy tune like this to rinse out the poison. It's called The Saboteur by Jubei and Tyrone.
That was Jubei and Tyrone with the Saboteur. Proper one, that. Alright, it's time for our track of the week. I almost put this one right up front. I like it. I haven't liked King Cruel songs before. I haven't really gotten it. I think the top commenter on the YouTube track had a really good point. Cardinal Sessions, one year ago, said, This song is like anal. It hurts less the second time, and you'll eventually love it. I think you'll agree. This is Dumb Surfer by King Cruel. Dumb Surfer is giving me his cash. Wanna bet for 50, and now I need a slash. Man, his band is playing, is playing fucking trash. Skunking on you, baby, it's my brain potato mash. We came across the back of the bureaucratic stash.
Now that didn't hurt too much, did it? Go ahead, rewind if you want. That was King Cruel with Dumb Surfer. Dumb spelled D-U-M. Did you know the overall crime rate in East Los Angeles is 67% higher than the national average? For every 100,000 people, there are 12.98 daily crimes that occur in the region. It's only safer than 8% of the cities in the United States. That's from areavibes.com. Jungle has always been firmly rooted in the chaotic underground with rugged beats and fearless characters. So what better place to hold an assemblage of caustic drum and bass than on the far side of the freeways where things start to get industrial and rents finally become more affordable. So I headed to the airliner bar to catch one of my all-time favorite DJs, Marcus Visionary. He's a guy I've seen play at British Columbia's Shambhala Music Festival and in Toronto at the famed System Sound Bar nightclub. His music is routinely picked up on by college radio stations around North America and played on international outlets like Bass Drive and BBC Radio One. It's because he's got true passion for the DB community. He always puts out top notch releases. It was the weekend before Halloween, and everyone was dressed up in malevolent attire. There was a guy in a jet black conical hat a dark looking cowboy, a panda, a little bit of white but plenty of black, and skeletons everywhere. I thought it was early, and it took me a while to realize there were two levels to the club. Luckily I heard a bit of music coming from the stairwell, and headed upstairs to see Marcus Visionary. There he was, in the flesh doling out beat after fire beat. He could tell what the crowd was waiting for. He lobbed bomb after bomb into the crowd, yet the transitions were silky smooth. Afterwards, he was kind enough to make some time for an interview. My name is Marcus Visionary. I'm from Toronto, Canada. And where are we right now? We're at I Love LA. And uh, I don't even. Are these the airliner bar or yeah, something? Yeah, the airliner right? bar. Yeah, that's it's right. It's kind of like has some of that theme, right? Of, yeah. Uh, like I don't know, but it's like kind of East LA too. You ever been to East LA kind of before? You know what? Probably, yeah, because I'm I'm friends with APX One who brought me out, so yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I noticed like uh, just coming out here, it's not like going to Respect, Go which is man. held in Hollywood, you know? Respect, man. Take care. Yeah. Who's Sorry. that? What teacher is that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's good. He's, yeah. I think I've seen him play earlier, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but basically, yeah, like, were you playing at Respect in Hollywood or where was you know it at what? the time? I, yeah, I used to play um, at the Dragonfly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for Rob Machete, so. You know, they have it now at the, have you ever been to the study? I haven't been there since, I haven't been to Respect since it's been at the study. You're gonna have to come back because it's pretty cool, to. they got all these yeah. books. It's yeah. almost like you're in a library or something. Right on. And then you're like, people just like, you know, uh, rinsing out, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I get one from the ground? Yeah, man. What was your favorite part about the set? 
Um, I like all the Raga shit he busted and shit. A lot of dope white shit. Yeah, yeah. Some I heard some remixes of some like dubs and shit. Yeah, did, so, like, <laughs> you know, I've been I, I've been following this guy for a while. I got a bunch of his vinyl and shit, so he's fucking sick as fuck. See, I know he holds down the the Raga. Yeah. My personal favorite is like the more like the darker kind of like uh, okay, right. jump up shit that you do. Oh, okay. And you're playing that too at the end. Yeah, man, I play everything, you know, like, I, I like now, like, I, I like, I like all of the, all drum and bass and jungle, man. I think, I like playing a variety, and tonight was a perfect example, like, Aaron wanted me to play mainly all jungle, but I noticed at times they, they wanted to hear some rollers. Yeah, exactly. So it was like, it's always, like, right now, like, if you see me play, and you don't say that you want me to play a specific thing, I'll play everything. That's what it's about. That's always. like versatility, versatility yeah. right there. Yeah, the best of everything is always the best set too, right? Thanks, like, you know, take care, bro. Yeah, Did you notice any difference between when you might play, uh, say, like, you know, back in the day when you play, like, System Soundbar, or when you would play, like, uh, like, a show in Toronto versus LA? I mean, is the massive here different in any way, or is it all really the same internationally, do you find? No, LA, LA has, like, a flavor, like, you know, like, um, there's like every place has a like a little unique kind of swag you know um so there's i don't know you guys have like your fashion games tight like people care about their swag you know like um it's very multiracial here which is cool you know a big mix of everyone you know what i mean um yeah it's it, you know what it's different everywhere you know i find yeah this is the kind of beats that he makes by the way this is one of the newest ones Try it, Marcus Visionary. This is just like a sneak peek. Pretty cool, right? I'm sorry, we gotta get back to the interview though. It's funny because, like, you were telling me earlier, like, it's a bit fortuitous that you're even able to play here. Mm. Can, you, can you tell me that? Like, what, well, how, do, how were you able to line that up? You were on vacation, weren't you? No, you know what? Um, I was, I, I think, I can't, actually, I can't even remember. Oh, I remember. I, I, I was on tour uh, for three weeks, and I was going to end it with a vacation. And I think I put up a post about um, playing in Orlando, and Aaron saw the post, and he was just like, yo, um, I'm going to have a Halloween thing. Can you come up for that? And then that, that Orlando didn't work out, but I just vacationed in Orlando and then came here after. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, so it worked out. So the, I, the thing that I noticed about tonight is that I've never been to really East LA to party before. Right? This is like East LA. And I notice how like it's a bit more rugged. Oh, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like in LA, you're dancing, or in uh, in uh, Hollywood, even I think Dragonfly was around that area. Yeah. That's a little bit more swanky, a little bit more like higher price drinks. Yeah. Here, I mean, they're playing, they're playing hard style here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, and then like, uh, but yeah, I'm just wondering if you think that accentuated the, the actual legit jungleness of it tonight. Well, that's what they were saying. They wanted to kind of have a more grimy vibes tonight, you know, for the, you know, he really wanted to push like the jungle, jungle stuff tonight. Um, and I did for a good part of my set, but it was, like I said, like I could tell the crowd wanted a variety. So I played a little bit of everything and it seemed to work out pretty good. So I'm happy with, I'm happy with the set overall. You know? See what I mean? How he knows how to rinse it out on this tryout track. I 
I knew he'd come out with some new releases and I wanted to see where he was at as far as his plans for future music. You working on some more production and stuff like that these days? A lot. Back in hard. I just started my new label called Stereo One Music and um, we've got our umbrella label which is called Inner City Dance. Um, so Stereo One Music is my label now and um, it's just going to be everything that I'm really into, um, jungle-wise, and whatever, if I'm feeling it, it's going to go out on that label. You know, right now it's been sort of, the first two projects were kind of like, throwback to like that 94, 95 sound, but updated, you know? So, but I don't know where it's going to go, because I'm playing a lot of stuff, like to me, that all has a jungle vibe to it, you know, whether it's drum and bass or not, you know? So like that's, I was trying to keep that jungle, you know, vibe in, in all the music I'm playing, right? So. Yeah, like the other day, like like I said, I was like listening, I was like listening on bass drive and it's like, oh, here's the new one from Marcus Visionary. I was like, dope, that's so sick that they were like, you know what I mean? It's just like, like, there's something about a language that people understand in music, yeah. or if you, especially with these digital communities and everything, you can kind of get in there. I was wondering, what, what can we like expect coming next? Well, I mean, I, you know, in terms of like what I'm making, it's gonna be varied, you know? Like, I mean, I'm still gonna be making, um, I'm gonna make some new dubwise material, which is like more on the dubby reggae side of things. I'm gonna make some more vocal material. Um, people really want me to make a bunch more Amen stuff. Um, and I'm like, like yeah. a little like this or? Yeah, I've, I've been making some drum and bass, straight drum and bass, but you know, a jungle influence drum and bass. And I'm gonna make some rollers, so like, there's gonna be a lot of variety, you know? I'm doing some collaborations. I got a collaboration with Aries and Chopstick Dumpling Crew. That's hopefully gonna finish in 2019. And I, and I just did a, last year I did a collaboration with Digital. We're hoping to finish that. And uh, yeah, man, there's a lot in the pipeline, you know? Cool, man. Yeah. Thanks so much again to Marcus Visionary for taking the time to chat with me. Here's one of the new releases he was talking about. Office Stereo One label is called Do You Want Me? Enjoy.
firmly in that Toronto camp of things. For our SoundCloud pick of the week, we've got Ski, that's a three eyes, Fade, produced by Seafree. It's literally just an underground emerging beat that I thought was kind of interesting. And I found through my travels through the SC. Realize I'll get to think back on these days in old age. New chapter, a new page. The memories gonna fade, but I'll make some more. Standing on the shore, trying to ignore the sadness. My brain spin fast like the earth on its axis. See it through my glasses, the process like molasses, but the passion keep me going. And hopefully my motion sickness isn't showing. All seeing, all knowing, throwing it away. They assume that I'm okay. Say maybe I'm not, it's just a thought. Let's forget it, man. This cycle so vicious. I'm burning all my bridges. Better listen if they give advice. Think twice if it's wrong, better make it right. Thinking like record every night just to keep the pain away. Stay working like a slave. The pressure is insane, but the main point is cut off the poison. Avoid it, don't just join in. You was anointed by the main one. And if you got a problem, then just say some. But if not, then let's blaze one. Okay, son. Now watch me run the competition I see him jump in the game without any ambition That's a failed musician Doing anything for listens, there's some friction In addition, I can't listen to your rendition It's over, better luck with a clover Better luck staying sober <laughs> Shout out to Ski, SK, Triple I, Fade That was produced by C Free And what I liked about it was that it was just a little bit different and still rugged, raw, and uh, yeah, not polished in any way. So, or for something that is a little more polished, but still harkens back to that mid 90s era in a way. We've got this killer breaks track by Special Request Brainstorm.
sore tracks that just kind of go on and uh, get you moving. Because I know there's been some anime before in this show. There's going to be some more anime style stuff a little bit later. So I'm glad I could play Special Request Brainstorm. We're also going to continue these vibes with Forest Swords Crow. You could go into battle with this one. But you could also send out a lament. Possibly even send out some inspiration. I mean, really versatile on that down tempo tip it's got going on. So, hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Swords with Crow. If you want to hear any of these again, head over to our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash frequency horizon. If you want to comment on it, go to facebook.com slash frequency horizon. And our frequency horizon Instagram has been on fire recently. Welcome to the section we call Rad Reviews. First up, we've got Deb Montgomery with an album title. 
I have to get behind called All the Water. This artist is honestly bringing herself into the community to share stories and delve into the mysteries of what's around her. Needs way to go. It's true, living in Seattle, it's possible Deb's actually referring to the rain out there when she has an album title like All the Water. But even so, the fact she's moved all the way from New York City and the T-Dot, Toronto, where I used to live, says something about her coastal spirit. You have to give some credit to Mikkel Perkins for the fullness of sound. That's someone who sort of basically was just like pursuing Deb, saying, you know, I, I like what you're doing, let's get it recorded, and this is what she came up with. It has that hippie feel to it, and certainly would work in old school California, or amongst that middle-aged sort of British Columbia set, for sure. Deb's fingerprints on this production are unmistakable. And my biggest concern is that with the release is that it only has five songs. You know, on this show, we keep things pretty electric because that's the journey I've been taking. I don't always select indie and folk for the podcast. Obviously, I did this week tapping into the wash of King Cruel for our track of the week, but I just think it's pretty cool to hear when Deb belts out her soul and reveals what she came up with when she holed up on the Oregon coast to create this art. She took a similar path that I did, picking up an electric guitar, which is different than a synthesizer, of course, but she picked up an electric guitar and a Vox Amp, and this is what she came up with. I've been on fire about these songs and imagined them rolling through the world because of their invitation to healing and hoping, she says, to staying connected in the midst of all that's falling apart. Kudos, Deb. Goldwyn Thandrian, known for his role as the lead singer and guitarist of Psychoside, a rock group from Montreal, has a new album called Avenue B. Considering we're releasing this podcast on Halloween, it's fun to have a rad review from an artist who was once known for covering the band Halloween. This album isn't even out yet, it comes out in two days, but we got an advanced copy to give you the goods on it ahead of time. You know, I always love getting fully Canadian or tangentially Canadian content into the podcast, even though I don't have to. With this rad review section, I'm two for two so far. As you listen, be aware that the music was actually recorded in New York and bears influences from life in San Diego, believe it or not. And that's where I was a couple weekends ago, so I can uh, reflect on that a little bit. Apparently, the album is a story told backwards. Although the prologue is track one and the epilogue is track 11, but whatever, who's keeping track, right? These guys are pretty eclectic. We're listening to Sad Boy Summer right now. And I can't help but wonder if this is what 80s heavy metal sounded like to you if you lived in the 80s, based on some of the slick guitar licks. But then it's blended with 90s new metal meets Tribe Called Quest style rapping, so... You know, I'm not sure where they're going with it, but they are being inventive. I say that because it sounds fresh to my ears, but it's definitely weighted by former eras I personally have left behind. 
definitely well executed though, so maybe I'll be into it. Check it out. Guitars are for sure layered extremely well. Whale Jail. Whale Jail is the kind of song you might hear at a carnival review or on a steamboat. Let It Snow could easily find its way into a lounge. It's a little too much jazz for me, but don't worry, we're not talking about smooth jazz. For our last one of the week, we've got Elza with Nothing's Wrong. Yep, you guessed it, another Canadian artist. This comes nicely wrapped up with a proverbial bow. There's nice beats, mellow keys, vocals that are fiery warm and icy cold at the same time. There's just the right amount of reverb, and the song subtly hints at trip-hop in the background. On this song, the big single Endeavor, we get all the best portions. I wish all middle-of-the-road pop sounded like this. There's plenty of authenticity here. And maybe that's how they all start out. I just hope this independent artist never loses such purity. The song Suede has all sorts of things that West Coast hippie moms love. The unique beat background, the danceability, the solid vocal lines. For such a layered album, it still comes across as stripped down somehow. The synths are all pretty on point too, and are modulated appropriately. One day, the final song could fit into the Sia or Sarah McLaughlin catalog. But I love how prominent the warmly, warbly keys are. This makes me feel like I've been invited into the house of a beautiful woman in a cold climate who has a sweater, some chai tea, for a beautiful morning of staring out the window of her bedroom towards the forests beyond. Alright, back to Little Tokyo with Chazo. Exactly. Tell me about cosplay. Uh, well, cosplay is uh, the act of dressing up as a fictional or real character. Uh, and uh, that's essentially it. It's just dressing up. <laughs> it's essentially just an elaborate form of dress up. You don't have to role play, you don't have to do anything crazy like that. But at the end of the day, uh, it's you just dressing up as something else that already exists. So we got, we got more like maid outfits and sailor outfits and I mean I guess maybe you're probably looking at them and you probably like, oh this goes to that show and I assume the sailors go with Sailor Moon. This for example is from Lucky Star. It's almost like some acid mixed in there. Lucky Star? Yeah, yeah, that's looks like a ray from uh, Evangelion, it's Oscar from Evangelion. Evangelion. Is that a good show? <laughs> is it a good? How well, good is a word. Uh... This is impressive. And it's, it's definitely 
thought-provoking. It's definitely confusing. Thought-provoking? I never thought anime would be thought-provoking. <laughs> well, that, now, see, that's how I know you don't watch enough anime, because there's something for everybody, every creed, color, uh, mind, thought process. Can we just appreciate how awesome this song is? <laughs> Kind of lost me, but it kind of it kind of went over the top on that one. I like the I like the build up though. But like a lot of anime, it sounds like it could be a pre-programmed Casio keyboard song. And speaking of Casio keyboards in Japanese culture, is that mushy mushy place open so? Of course. I don't think it closed until like eight or nine or maybe ten. It's right ahead. I can just stop in there right now. Okay, right. I want some delicious Normally I save it for dessert, but I want it now. Somebody do karaoke out here. Guys killing it. Oh, I agree. He's actually a really cool dude. Uh, me and my friend looked up his name. Apparently he was some uh, relatively famous guy back in the day. I forgot what he did. Looks pretty good. Can I get plum wine? Uh, red bean, I know I'm not going to hate that, so let's do that. And Kona coffee. Can I get one salted caramel? Uh, one chocolate and another green bean. I mean a red bean. We could sit over there by the rocks just real quick while we enjoy these. Oh yeah, this is, these are different rocks from before. Oh damn, this is dope. It is. Delicious. It's like, it tastes like you're eating cookie dough. But good. Like, mm. it's, it's my favorite texture of all time. There's something like almost sexual about this. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I can't it, go it, is, it is really soft. Like it's, it's delicious. It's what it is. It, it's so soft. I love that texture. It can't be good for you though. All right, I'm a mochi carver. I hope so. It's gonna, delicious. Is, can you get it everywhere in LA or? Uh, any place that like, if you go to like, the Asian aisle, you can typically find ice cream. Well, you can find like different kinds, because they're different kinds of mochi. It's not always ice cream. Sometimes it's like, you know, like mochi buns or something. Let's go take in this amazing solo. That's Arthur Nakane. He's a cool guy. He's been doing this for years. Living legend. Alright, let's play another song I like to put in my head into the anime category. I, I think about this shit as anime house. I could be wrong. But this is Hannah Diamond with Fade Away.
uh, hey, you know, uh, we're listening to, uh, we're listening to, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, you're listening to Frequency Horizon. And <laughs> hey there, uh, you're listening to Frequency Horizon, and this is Nick, a.k.a. Chazo, a.k.a. We got in someone's like live stream. Serves it right for live streaming. <laughs> I know. Who do they think they are? She was like put off by it for a second. I know. I, I mean, but I then was... she like recovered and got into it. You know. <laughs> who are these people? What are they doing? <laughs> who are these people? What are they doing? And you were once the seventh in the world. Uh, no, God, I wish the world. At Smash Brothers, no, right? No, not in the world. That'd be terrible. Uh, yeah. Maybe as the one character that I liked in the, this region, yes. In the world, man, that'd be crazy. Can you imagine? Uh, there's a lot of people that play this game, but in the world, now, uh, as the character that I liked very much so, the me brawler, I'd probably say, I'd, I'd even go as far as say I'm probably the best me brawler uh, in my prime. In my prime, not now. In my prime, I'd say I was the best me brawler. Uh, but objectively, in this region, only number seven. Uh, someday when the new game comes out, I hope to get higher than that. How big is the region, though? Uh, well, it's California. Uh, it's in California, that's yeah, still pretty yeah. good. It, it's uh, it's pretty huge, in fact. Uh, California is, I think, as far as I know, the biggest region in the in the world for this particular game. For most games, actually, uh, California itself has a you know a population of I don't even know how many million, like eleven million, twelve more million, than that. way more than that. It's that's like thirty million or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> thirty million. Ooh, wee, I, I couldn't I think. Isn't it, it? it might be, but that's a lot. Thirty million. I couldn't imagine that. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's huge, uh, and you know, California in particular is. Uh, really into video games these days and uh, the scene is huge in fact um, so yeah, there are tournaments literally every single week or at least there were tournaments every single week when the game was way more lively but everyone's already won and down since this game was already at its end we've got three more months until the new game comes out and people are really excited about it but that means they're just pretty much burnt out of this old one which is why I'm not going to tournaments for now because hooey I'm done with that uh, give me three more months until the new game comes out then I'll be back on the uh, back on top for that, we, record, we recorded this interview a month or two ago, and since then Chazo has moved into a new place, and the new Smash Brothers has come out. I'm interested to have him back on in the future to find out how he's been doing with the new game engine. Coming up, pinball, beer, and a cheesy 80s handshake. But for now, let's play a four on the floor special. This is front to back by New Kid. That's spelled N-U-K-I-D.
new kid with front to back. Let's take it from the dark and bring it into the light with Dennis Sulta D-K-Y bracket but I do and bracket.
lot of positivity in that one from Dennis Sulta. DKY, but I do. Speaking of positivity, I want to hear from Chazo what it is about Japanese and anime culture he finds so compelling. Are you surprised that anime culture has taken off so heavily in of course not. North America? Of course not. I know exactly why. I talk about it all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I go to conventions all the time, so I know exactly why. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's all great stuff and I'm really into it, but at the end of the day, a lot of times people go to conventions because they're really welcoming and they're opening. They're, you know, you can be who you like, you can be who you want to be at an anime convention, uh, and people that like anime tend to be far more open about the things that they, you know, like. So I thought say, you were going to say that it's because there's a lot of cute girls in no. hot outfits. No, 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 no. That's no, why no. it took off in North America. I mean, that, that's a, that's, that, might, that might be why it has mainstream appeal, sure, but not why people are really into it. People are into the culture because, uh, again, you know, they're open. You know, people tend to be really accepting in these anime cultures. Uh, I've learned all too well from you know my days in, in Homestuck and Team Fortress 2 and Naruto and all that jazz. Are these games or are, are these uh, shows? I mean, some of them are games, some of them are shows. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, if you've ever been in any of the fandoms, you'll know that they're really, really open and welcome to new people. Like they'll see them, like, hey, you know, come over here. You know, we're all part of the same family, and you know, you, you feel that sense of belonging. And at the end of the day, everybody wants to belong. And that's one of the good things about fandoms and anime and all this jazz. And like, like the girl with the, the big boobs hanging out in the picture? That <laughs> well, way, you would never see that. In, you'd never get away with that in a North American. Well, of course not. Uh, you know? Of course not. Americans are, are prudes when it comes to this sort of thing. And don't get me wrong, Queensblade was great. That's actually from Queensblade, and it's actually legitimately entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining, I should say. I like it uh, for the plot, myself. Uh, yeah, you know, it's the plot and the backstory. <laughs> and then, you know, she's got a nice plot. Speaking of backstory, this is so Inagawa, a Japanese record label that puts us amazing club beats, such as this one. It's Selfless State.
selfless state. Follow them on Twitter if you want to see some adorable pictures of cats in a contemplative, dare I say, Japanese mood. So where are we? Uh, this is a place called 82. It's a bar slash arcade, but I like it here. The last time I was here, some guy put in a $20 bill, and like, he left like 10 of his dollars, like right here. And I had to chase him down and find him. There are three games in particular that I really want to, well, two games that I really want to play. All right, let's see, let's see but the first one. But we can start with something small first. Good old Mario Bros. Right here. Oh, I almost got it. This time, again, we get the high score. Wait, what happened? It's doing the little, uh... The little, the little, the little... You're getting more points if you get more If there's anything you want to play, let me know. I don't know any of these games. That's a shame. This X-Men game... I used to be a kid, me and my brother used to play this game. I made a knife crawler. Each one of these is a different player here. Okay. So there we were at the arcade testing out X-Men and Pac-Man and all the classics. You're like a Jaguar or something? <laughs> you or me? You. No, I'm not crawling. He looks like a, like a devil, but not really. We decided we had to do that epic 80s handshake from the Predator. You son of a bitch. I think I know, exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about right now. Dylan! Because what's more 80s than arcades and action movies? You son of a bitch! Ice cold beer, it's called. <laughs> yeah, I know, it looks dumb, but it's actually really fun. The, the trick is, well, I'll let you try first. You control, no, no, you control both sides. And what you're trying to do, you're trying to get this ball into that hole right here with the flat Exactly, like that. Alright. Oh! Wow, you're there, you're there, you got it, you got it, you got it. Oh. <laughs> I keep averting disaster somehow. I know, oh no. Please yeah! Amazing, amazing. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> Alright, now here's where it gets tough. I don't believe you can get farther than this. You just watch me. I think it's funny because it's like, it's one of those games that definitely doesn't get better as you get more drunk. Oh, no, 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 it doesn't. What happened? You're watching it. You're so reckless in this game. It's about careful, precise movement. <laughs> you are the first round. Are you okay? I'm not okay. <laughs> Alright, we'll be back at the arcade in a bit. But let's take a break to play Prince Rama, Your Life in the End.
arcade named by the name of 82 one of my favorite places uh, they got a lot of retro games in there pinballs I'm not a fan of pinball machines but they have them uh, and you know a good atmosphere you know there's some pretty fun people there I've, I've met some pretty cool people there as well uh, but yeah you know it, it's pretty cool uh, I, I what did you think of the, of the arcade I'm pretty overwhelmed it was like pretty awesome the disco music to like uh -huh. 80s music to yeah, like yeah. You know, it, it was it was nice. It was like what you would expect out of like the best arcade that could possibly exist. I mean, it's up there, anyways. It, well, it definitely is the best uh, arcade that also serves alcohol that I've been to. That's for sure. Wow! No! Yeah! Wow! No! Yeah! It's so much fun hanging out with Chazo. Wish every day could be like that. There was a traffic jam on my way to meet with them. It almost felt like we weren't gonna link up at first. I was worried all their stores in Little Tokyo might be closed by the time we got there, but they weren't. We had a blast, and I'm definitely going to be trying Mushi again. Moshi, Mushi, I still can't pronounce it. But it honestly was one of the best things I've ever tasted in my life. I highly recommend you try it. A couple more tracks before the end of the show, including this one. Stelvio, Cipriani, Mary's Theme. It's from 1969. Theme from 1969. 
I saved a really solid one for last. We've put Dusky as our final track of the show before. It's really one of the best songs I've heard in the last couple months. It's definitely a dance floor turner. So yeah, it's Dusky amongst the gods. It was nice to be amongst the god of video games, or at least seventh for a specific character, or however he wants to downplay it. Thanks again to Nick. Thanks a mil to Marcus Visionary. And thanks to you guys for rolling with us on this very experimental, interesting, and genre-bending episode. Talk to you soon. Peace.